This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that wants to know why lloyd kaufman thinks blind people are so damn funny Ah, fetish you think he has a blind fetish is that a fetish first of all of course it is (laughs) i mean the amount of time that claire spends with her legs wide open i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) so all right so you're just taking a normal blind person and just goof trooping him up just a lot and slapping him in a troll movie. It's like, all right, that's a fetish now, I guess. That's going to be a channel tab on some sort of porn website. I'm sure that, like... I believe it. People are weird, man. People are weird, man. And speaking of weird people, the other voice that you hear there, that's Kyle from the Experience Crime Podcast, our resident trauma expert. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back for more trauma films. I still can't wait till we get to outside of Toxic Avenger. Oh, we'll get there. Not yet. We'll get there. We're getting closer every day. How many more Toxic Avenger movies are there? I think there's only one more. Well, there's a musical also, and I lost my yeah. mind when I saw there was a musical. <laughs> and then are we, we're still not counting the one that hasn't released with Kevin Bacon, right? We'll get there when that comes out. No, yeah, is, that, yeah. Uh, is that Peter Dinklage? Am I making that up? I think I saw Peter Dinklage attached to it. I believe it was also Elijah Wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, why not? It's trauma. Why not? That sounds pretty big budget for trauma. It does. It feels like it loses a lot of its charm if you put like people you know in these movies. I'll give you that. It'll be it. It'll be weird. It's gonna be different. And I think it might be the only way to continue with these movies. That's also very very fair. By the way, today we are talking about the Toxic Avenger Part Three: The Last Temptation of Toxie, directed by Michael Hers. And Lloyd fucking Kaufman, best friend of the show. Best friend. He's a pretty cool guy. He is a pretty cool guy. He walked past me at a convention once. And did you tell him that he's our best friend? Or did you just neglect that? I don't think he uh, Instagrammed you guys at that point. I think this, this was pre. Pre-best friend of Pre-best mm-hmm. friend. When he was this just was boring old back, Lloyd Kaufman. This was back when I lived in Indiana. It was a while ago, I know. But back in the before times. In the long, long ago. <laughs> Kyle, you ever seen this thing before? Uh, I have, but this one I forgot a lot of for reasons we'll probably get into. (laughs) That's very fair. Brian, have you seen this? Yeah, literally never. Yeah, that's all right. Same here. And I'm still not convinced I have, weirdly enough. (laughs) It feels like it just like washed over me. And I literally just watched it before we started recording here. And I'm like struggling to remember things because that's why you were so tired. (laughs) <laughs> I'm exhausted right now. Dude, I nodded off a couple times watching it myself. I'm not going to lie. Oh, the first watch through, I fell asleep for sure. Well, yeah, you get to that middle part and you're just like, all right, you, you did all the fun stuff already. And now what? Now here's fucking 40 minutes of really not good video game references. <laughs> but then you get to the video game ending and then you get worn out. Five levels of doom is going to just drain you. Oh, my God. It's it's so many so levels long. of doom. It's so long. And not to mention, he's New Jersey's first superhero, so my heart's already racing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
He's the best New Jersey superhero ever. The most fitting, let's say. He's definitely the most fitting. I was thinking, like, Miss Marvel, she's probably the best. Yeah. But she's not made of toxic waste. That's right. As anyone from New Jersey should be if they turn super. <laughs> or just in general. I like that you added that if they turn, turn super part of the end just to absolve yourself. Well, yeah, I have to go back there sometimes. That's where my family is. <laughs> and they're all made of toxic waste. It's a bunch of toxic people eating Taylor hams. It'll be perfect. Well, it's not, it's not what they're eating, but. Do they consider New Jersey toxic because of all the Italians? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like a Sopranos crossover with the Toxic Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want what that. What the fuck is this shit? And, no, no, here's the thing, here's the thing. I just, there, there's one toxic waste plant that we just can't take over. I don't know what it is, big pussy. I, we can't take this one over. <laughs> there's a big monster, man. He's running through. I just want Melvin Junko saying gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That would be absolutely amazing. I don't know. It'd be the only thing Melvin Junko ever did that I fucking liked. <laughs> That's also fair. <laughs> You want to get into this thing? We might yeah. as well just do that. Previously on The Toxic Avenger. Oh, goody. We got a recap. Melvin Junko is a 98-pound weakling dork nerd who works as a janitor at a health club in Tromaville, New Jersey. One day, he falls into a vat of toxic waste and transforms into the hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength, The Toxic Avenger. He uses his newfound strength to rid Tromaville of crime. And then in the second movie... Toxie heads to Japan in search of his father, Big Mac Junko, which leaves Tromaville open to decimation at the hands of the evil corporation Apocalypse Incorporated. I was sitting at work today, and I just started laughing to myself because it just popped in my head that the dad in Toxic Avenger 2 was named Big Mac, and yep. uh, <laughs> it gave me another tickle that you just brought it up again, so. <laughs> that was good. Oh, brilliant. There's like a certain level of joy that I get just thinking about these movies, and I don't know <laughs> what it is because they're not good. <laughs> no. But they are great. But they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Toxie learns all about sumo wrestling while saving Japan from a drug-dealing fishmonger he thinks is his dad. But when he returns to Tromaville, he rescues his hometown from the mysterious Dark Rider and the Bad Girls, who are destroying the city on behalf of Apocalypse Incorporated. Yeah, I was just going to say, it goes to show that, uh, as always, T2 is always the better one. That's not wrong, though. I feel like you said that like it was like a lukewarm take, but it's just the take. It's the it truth. Yeah. Yeah. T2. Do it again. <laughs> kiss those chefs. All the All chefs' day. kisses. Bork, bork, bork. And once he's back in Tromaville, Toxie's reunited with his real father, who's also Big Mac Junko. Not Big Mac Bunko. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have an actual IMDb <laughs> trivia fact for you already. Yeah, fire away. I'm in a great mood. This There were only seven for this movie. Whoa. Seven IMDb trivia facts total. I'm actually surprised there are that many, tell you the truth. I was surprised, too. Can I tell you something about the IMDb trivia facts before we even start? Yeah. I've been submitting them for every movie that we have coming up, and I've been doing it for the past, like, two months. Really? And not once have they approved them. Really? Yeah, and it's mostly because I keep using Bruce Willis in Die Hard involved <laughs> in all these facts. And like, I'm just waiting one time they're going to stick. And this one I wrote, uh, there was going to be a scene about Bruce Willis and Die Hard, an event, as they went through one of the buildings in it. Oh. 
Wait, were you the one who submitted the one from I wasn't. Mario? Okay. I wasn't. I've been doing it since we recorded that one, though. Interesting. Also, go listen to our Mario episode on Patreon. Here's the actual IMDb trivia fact for this movie. Melvin's father appears at the end of part two, but is never seen or mentioned at all in this film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By God, you're right. That's how we, that's how we start this off. Mm. Well, well, good. And that recap brings us to our story. Can I tell you something else about the recap? Yeah, sure. I totally zoned out while you were reading it, and I was on T Public, and I just bought a Tromaville Health Club t-shirt. They have Tromaville Health Club t-shirts? Yeah, I just bought it. So I'm hoping to have it for the stream now. For the That's cool. 24-hour extra live stream. That's exciting. You got me really excited to think about this mo- uh, the first Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, Not so much but- the second one, but now the third one I'm the excited for one. again. Oh, okay, good. The first one, I think, is still the best. It's a masterpiece. It's good. It's very good. I like T2 better. That's what I was trying to imply earlier as well. I think T2's. But T1's pretty great. I'm not lying. I can't tell if we're talking about Terminator or Toxic Avenger. (laughs) I I can't tell if he's just saying like, no, I like Toxic Avenger, but I like Terminator 2 more. It has nothing to do with the first thing. I like it more. Yeah, I also I'm just stating facts. Terminator 2 better than the Toxic Avenger. It's for interpretation. I like it. Stay mysterious. Perfect. At the Tromaville video store, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells show up and terrorize the store, telling everyone that they have too many options. So instead of all the MGM, Columbia, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and Troma movies, wink, (laughs) the store will now only carry 20 movies from now on, all produced by Apocalypse Incorporated. You think Lloyd Kaufman has something against video stores? I don't know, but I do have another actual IMDb (laughs) trivia fact for you already. Oh, okay. One scene was filmed inside an actual video store instead of a set. Not going to say it was this one, but according to IMDb, one scene was filmed inside an actual video store. <laughs> Come on. I'd be more shocked if it was this one. Why do you say that? I don't, because that seems like a Lloyd Kaufman thing to do. Like, yeah, we shot in a video store, but not the video store scene, you see? That was a set. <laughs> that is That's actually, called Hollywood magic, you dumb yeah. bastard. Total Kaufman move, you're right. <laughs> That was probably like a laundromat that they dressed up to look like a video <laughs> store. Because it looked like a really shitty video store that I would expect in Tromaville. I would expect that in any like small town. I had a video store that looked like this in, growing up in Jersey. This checked out for me. This felt like going home. Well, it should have. It was home. Absolutely. And it had like the Jews behind the counter yelling just random things. <laughs> it felt perfect. I told you you can't put zombie Frankenstein next to the Disney movies. Oy vey! Oy vey! <laughs> so these bad guys start shooting the movies off the wall, and also the patrons. Luckily, the Toxic Avenger, John Altamora, voiced by Ron Fazio. Ron fucking Fazio. Yeah, that's, right. that's fair. He arrives, he poses a life-size cardboard cutout of himself, <laughs> and then he proceeds to just take out all the goons. He rips out the first guy's guts, tells him he doesn't have the intestinal fortitude. Then he jumps rope with his intestine? He sure does. <laughs> then he wraps up another one with tape from a VHS copy of The Toxic Avenger and erases his face in, an, in a video eraser, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know that either. I mean, I worked in a video store, and you had, like, the rewinder. Yeah. But I don't know what, like, a bulk eraser is, like they had in this movie. Like, what are they doing? They're just like... Oh, God, T1 is not nearly as good as T2. Erase it! <laughs> He's not wrong. Was your was the rewinder at the store like the red 57 Chevy? You know what I'm In talking about? In what sense? Like, have you never seen that tape rewinder, the VHS, that looks like a fucking red 57 Chevy? 
ours looked like a like a DeLorean almost. It was like silver. Really? Oh man. And it never worked. At the video store, it never worked. Never worked. <laughs> we never rewind. If videos came in and it's like, oh, be kind, rewind, whatever it is, and they came in, it's like, no, next person's just getting an unrewound video. They're they're just starting right in the part where the Terminator 2 puts his hand up at the end. It's like, oh, spoilers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How come every time we rent Titanic, it starts at Kate Winslet's titties? <laughs> It or this scene just right after, after. yeah. The tracking's <laughs> off, like it's been paused on this scene for an hour. <laughs> they like rewind it, and for some reason, just the saturation of the film is just completely gone because it's been played so many times. Mm-hmm. It's just awful there, and then eventually it snaps. So Draw weird. me like one of your French girls. Why is it just so overexposed all of a sudden? That's how they do it in France. Uh-huh. And then Toxie goes and tears the entire forearm off. Forearm off that's two words of another guy by sticking it into a vcr which i didn't realize they were that dangerous but here we are well, i didn't realize that vcrs the internal components of it showed up on the screen yeah that's know, how they great. get the the film that's when you're watching the movie you're watching the internal components of the vcr apparently in hd like jurassic park it's just always that t-rex is really running in your little vcr <laughs> <laughs> That's a world I want to explore. <laughs> that would be weird if someone was like doing a, a last action hero thing, but watching Jurassic Park. That would completely fuck the world up. Yeah, for sure. T2 is better than last action hero. <laughs> <laughs> but how great would it have been if you had end of T2 again? He's in that, what is it, the liquid? The, the liquid nitrogen? Uh-huh. Whatever it is, and he sticks his hand up, but he has like a Leo LaFart tar pit situation going on where he has to fart one more time. Oh. Like last action hero? Yeah. And all you see is like a bubble come up of the liter- liquid of the, nitrogen or whatever the, it is. It just totally takes the, it out of the scene at the end of T2. The liquid magma? Whatever yeah. it is, the yeah. Molten it's like, whatever, yeah. Just a bubble pops up. It turns out the Jimmy Cam, big fan of last action hero. <laughs> I believe it. He went retroactively back and was like, yo. He, he's Spielberg slash John George Lucas did and like added the fart digitally and was like, <laughs> that's what I always wanted to do. I always intended the T-1000 to have serious gastrointestinal <laughs> problems. After he took three grenades to the chest cavity, you know, it would infect uh, his, his intestinals and he would have to pass gas. <laughs> now, you know, I did a I did a deep dive backstory on uh, the T-1000, uh, whatever he is in that movie. He definitely has IBS, and uh, he looks like the type of robot who's going to eat a lot of heavy grains and dairy, so he's going to have issues at the end of that movie, going through all that action. I, 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 took, I told Robert Patrick, I said, look, look you got to look angry all the time, because you, you literally are about to shit your pants. <laughs> okay? So you got to look mad. I'm going to need you to do kegel face for the entire movie. <laughs> My George Lucas sounds terrible, and yours sounds like Kermit. Kermit. It yeah. always will. <laughs> it always will. It's good. George Lucas uh. here. <laughs> hey, oh, George Lucas here. <laughs> and cut. Yay! <laughs> Man, this is a really good Toxic Avenger episode. I like this. <laughs> My favorite one so yeah. far. This is good. This is good. So the point of all that mayhem in the, in the video store is Toxie's back. But now we're going to flash back to a time when he was, quote, a bad dude. Do you think that Donald Trump confuses the Toxic Avenger with Mexicans and in the, he wants to call them bad dudes but doesn't work, so he calls them bad hombres? It might be a stretch. I thought that he just reminded him of Eric 
<laughs> and that's why he doesn't love him. Because he looks like a mutated toxic monster with a melted face. Yeah! I love it. And he just grunts. <laughs> All the time. There's so much in this movie. So fucking much in this movie. Oh, I thought we were still talking about What's Eric. What's up, dudes? <laughs> not political. We're not political here. It turns out that Toxie was so good at keeping Tromaville safe and peaceful that now he no longer has a purpose. He's been reduced to stopping old ladies from cheating at card games and trying to get kids to eat their lima beans, which puts Toxie into a severe depression. So wait, all the video store stuff happens after the events of this movie? Yeah, well, midway through. Yeah, there was an artistic choice where he said, and that's where I am today. Mm. So it's like the end of the movie is the video store. It's like, okay, let's see how you get back to where this should have started anyway. It's okay. a very confusing move on our best friend's part. One day, Toxic gets a piece of mail that his blind fiance Claire, played by Phoebe Legere, is eligible for Phoebe fucking Legere. All right, Crushes fine. It. I'll allow Crushes it. it. <laughs> She's definitely acting. Yeah, we'll get there. She is eligible for an experimental surgery to restore her eyesight, but it's going to cost $347,000, which is a lot of money. Especially in that time. Especially in that time. And especially because Toxie is living off of Claire's welfare checks from her accident <laughs> when she was a dental hygienist. And lost her sight because of mouthwash. <laughs> Look how much that just escalates. <laughs> uh, and this just makes Toxie even more depressed. He's like, we can't afford that. And she's like, well, it was nice to have a dream for a second. It's so depressing. It really yeah. is. But she's all smiles and crazy eyes about it. She's the craziest of eyes about it. Toxie tries going to church to find guidance. There, the preacher delivers some sermon about being tempted by the devil. And he says... You know, when Jesus was up on that mountain, the devil was like, all these things I will give thee if you kneel down and worship me. And that's probably going to come back. Chekhov's prayer. Chekhov's prayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Toxie tries other things, like playing video games, like this specific one called The Five Levels of Doom, which will probably also come back later. And he even has nightmares where his former nerdy self, Melvin, who is now played by Michael J. Kaplan, Taunts him about not being able to get a job and probably a Woody. Now, being a trauma head here, it is jarring not having the original actor. I have another actual IMDb trivia fact about it. Did you use all seven? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Mark Torgel was offered the chance to return as Melvin, but later declined because of pay issues. That's 20 bucks. He's going to get a free meal. It's probably better than he's ever gotten in his life. <laughs> He probably wanted to make the same amount he made on the first Toxic Avenger movie, because I don't know if he would have on this one. What's the budget on this thing? It's I know it's not a lot. It's $500,000. Was it five hundred? They said in the movie that it was like a $3 million movie. I think they yeah. said they were making, because the they are so self-aware. $2 million in the movie. All right, either way, this movie's very aware of it being a movie. Tim oh, and Eric's yeah. billion-dollar movie. Yeah, this one goes real fucking fourth wall breaky a lot. Several times. Yeah. It's the main theme of this flick, I feel. Yeah, that and the Toxic Avenger just being depressed. Yeah. <laughs> but Claire comforts him by playing the accordion. Yeah, as you do. Nothing annoying about that. Nothing at all. Actually, it turns out that um, the actress who plays Claire, whose name I've already forgot, Phoebe, 
Phoebe fucking Legere. Phoebe fucking Legere actually plays the accordion. Yeah, we've talked about this. She's fascinating. She's a Juilliard-educated composer, yeah. soprano, pianist, and accordionist, painter, poet, and filmmaker. Playing a blind chick with her legs flopped open. <laughs> There's barely any mention of the Toxic Avenger movies on her Wikipedia page. That's sad. It's just like all these musical accomplishments and whatnot. And then at the very end in her, in her uh, discography also... <laughs> list, it's like, yeah, she was in the Toxic Avenger movies. She should feel proud, though. She's kind of like the whole linchpin that holds all this together. She's one of the parts I remember her and Toxie from. I watched these the first two a lot as a kid. And yeah, she's a very different character than the first version of Claire. Or was it even Claire? Or was it just a different blind girl in the first movie? She was definitely in two. Was she, she was was she in one? I think it might have been a different blind girl that he was dating so it's in just the first movie. Blonde, blind, hysterical things ensue. He's got a type. <laughs> I guess so. I was really wanting to see a long, awkward sex scene between the two, and I'm glad we got that. <laughs> Some people would say it was still too short. <laughs> Those people are wrong. I watched this movie on my laptop in a hotel, and yeah, I lowered <laughs> the volume at that scene because yeah. I felt self-conscious, and I didn't want to have to explain to my coworkers who were in the rooms around me, no, mm-hmm. I was just watching a toxic monster and a blind girl bone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also turned it down every time I got to that scene. On my very loud surround sound, and I was like, I'm worried about the neighbors hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're, we're not, not there yet. But yeah, I'm glad we all felt self-conscious. That's good. Every single one of us. That's adulthood, boys. That's right. While all this is happening across the lake, the lake, the river in New York, (laughs) I know how New York and New Jersey are separated. I love that you're just like body of water blind. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the ocean between New Jersey and New York. Across that, there's this, this conglomerate known as Apocalypse Incorporated. And the leader of that is the chairman, played by Rick fucking Collins. Now, were they in the second one, too? They were in the second one. Okay. Again, the second one washed right over me. Nothing yeah. stuck except that he went to Japan. Really? Oh, man. I remember so much about two. They were there, but they didn't. Somehow, to- the Toxic Avenger wasn't aware of Apocalypse Incorporated, just like the henchmen they sent over to try to take over Tromaville. Hmm. I hope. That's because he was all the way on the other side of the world, and Meadow wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, I'm using its new name. Well, the na- that name is just the-, the housing company, like Alphabet for Google. You still mm-hmm. say you Google stuff. You don't Although say I saw that they... Updated Facebook for business to, it's now meta for business. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's so meta. That's so dumb. Uh, Toxic Avenger, man. Like, fuck. I had other things. I keep losing my thoughts. This is a terrible time to exist. I blame this movie (laughs) for sucking my thoughts out of my head. (laughs) This will do it to you every time. A terrible time to exist. Yeah. Was uh, the dude who played the chairman, is he also the dude that's playing the devil? Yep, he is. Okay, okay. Well, kudos to him then. Well, you could tell just because of all the ham and the scene chewing. A lot of that. I couldn't tell because of all the petroleum jelly dripping off of his face. (laughs) There's so much. Oh, we'll get there. God, we'll get there. We're usually pretty good staying on track talking about movies, and I just don't even know if I want to. This one. Yeah, you, how yeah. do you with it? But I'm sorry. I digress. No, you're golden, man. <laughs> so the chairman declares that the work of his evil minions just isn't quite evil enough, and all he really yearns for 
that's a weird yorns? way to say the word yearns. All he really Pete yearns for. All he Pete yearns for is total control of Tromaville. Because, you know, when you're in New York City, <laughs> like, I want that small New Jersey town. So they decide to send a job offer to Toxie, which will make him enough money to pay for Claire's eye surgery. Exactly. Like, exactly enough money. What a devious plan. Hey, you know what we should do? We should pay for his fiance's surgery. Ah, oh, we're the most evil. <laughs> I can't believe a big corporation would pay off and buy somebody good-hearted and natured and corrupt them like that. <laughs> that never happens nowadays. That's why this is a work of fiction. That's all it is. Exactly. The the healthcare situation in this country is not anywhere near as bad as you would need to take a job with an evil corporation to pay for minor <laughs> surgeries. Come but on. What it's worth, though. He doesn't even need insurance for this thing. He just sort of pays in cash out of a briefcase to an eye doctor man. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is good enough. This is what you wanted, right? Money? We, I have that. Was it an eye doctor man, or did they just have the case and then suddenly Claire was better? No, they did go see the eye doctor man because he was handsome yeah. and- she was and upset she was by that. Happy about that. She was that. not happy with that man. He he was very ugly to her. She thought he was Melvin too. She was like ah, and then it turns. I liked out that, that twist because I thought I literally thought they were setting up the whole time that then oh she's gonna leave Toxie too and he's gonna get more depressed. I thought, but I felt like that's like the obvious thing to do is and like it, oh yeah. she's gonna look at Toxie and be like oh you're hideous. Right. But it's like then you remember this is a trauma movie. Yeah. And that's and it, it makes perfect sense. It turns out that hospital room, that's the fil- that was the scene that was filmed in the video store. <laughs> yes. Because whatever's expected is not what we're going to do here. While it was open and operating still, too. <laughs> so Toxie takes the job as a spokesman for Apocalypse Incorporated, signing the contract in his own blood. Though I don't think he did that intentionally. Just blood dripped on it. And they're like, yeah, consider it signed. You go home. Good, good enough. Here. But when Apocalypse Inc. moves to Tromaville to start promoting their chemicals... All the citizens of Tromaville, including Toxie's own mother, are like, oh, what are you doing? They're super shocked to see the Toxic Avenger on the side of this terrible corporation. And then they tell him, you should run for senator. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the next logical step of where I he's mean, going. Yeah, it would make they sense. They don't tell him that, but they should have told him that. I mean, stay tuned for Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger 4. Is that what happens? I have no idea, but it's called oh, okay. Citizen Toxie, so it wouldn't be surprising. I don't know if I've ever seen 4, to be honest with you. It came out like in 2000, so it had some time to marinate. Who knows? These are very forgetful as they go on, as we're discovering. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give everybody a little peek into the future, the synopsis on IMDb for Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger 4, is the Toxic Avenger must defend his friends from his own evil alternate universe doppelganger, Yes, the Noxious Offender. Oh, we're getting a bizarro Toxie. Mm. So stay tuned for that. That's exciting. It's what did I say? It's it's a painful time to exist. It's not anymore. It's actually okay. No, it's better. It's better yeah. now. All of a sudden, Suddenly. things to look forward to again. <laughs> Claire successfully has her surgery, and when she sees the doctor, she's like, "Oh, you're hideous, Melvin." And then she finds out that that's not Melvin; that he's the Toxic Avenger and ugly. And she's like, "Oh, that's better." <laughs> is this where they do the bedpan gag too? This is also yeah. where they do the bedpan gag, where her legs are like just the most spread thing ever. Every and scene. Lloyd Kaufman is just sitting there like. <sighs> <laughs> directing this thing probably every single scene in. that phoebe legere is in it, you go in on her with open legs every time and the nurse like takes the bedpan and <laughs> they empty it and it is just full of piss and she just dumps it on a flower yep it's also Indoors. like bright mountain dew like green yeah it's just right there in the corner she's just like Bleh. just all over the window that's not open yeah 
I'm like half surprised that it didn't like melt the window because <laughs> it was like some sort of acidic thing or whatever it might be. I am because it feels like really, man, for a movie with cheap effects, fuck, they really cheaped on the effects in this movie. <laughs> Sometimes. They, they seemed yeah. cheaper than usual yeah. in most cases. And there were a couple. were really tame, too. Like, Yeah. I think like the hand in the VCR is like the most egregious thing I really remember. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll get there. The whole ending yeah. is the definition of egregious, I think. <laughs> but we'll get there. So Claire and Toxie fall even more in love now that she sees him, and then they go home and do the sex. He doinked her. And then we all turn down the volume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. I swear this scene is the loudest one of the movie. Like, they cranked it up for this one. Just so everybody would be like, okay, all right, turn it down. But how are you supposed to explain that if anybody walks in on you? Just show it to them. Like, this is yeah. what I'm watching. I'll tell you what, I cranked it up to that one. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't crank it down. Cranking. You, know, you gotta crank it some way. I cranked it all the way <laughs> off. Hi there, this is Kyle with the Experience Crying Podcast. Multi-directional cranker here. I crank up, I crank down. Crank all around. <laughs> I crank crank it in the air like I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Christmas time to come up just so I can be the nut cranker. <laughs> I watch Christmas with the cranks, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what that movie's about, but when you juxtapose it with all this, it sounds dirty. I've actually seen it multiple times. It's not a bad Tim Allen holiday movie. It's better than The Santa Claus. Part three. Now that is a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks is better. <laughs> there it is. Hey, none of them are T2. Craig, you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I have another actual IMDb trivia fact, and I just like the way this one was written. Was it written by somebody who types with their knuckles? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Those are my favorites. The ones where they just start throwing their hands around trying to write Shakespeare with monkeys and shit like that. Yeah, right? this one was written by a there. fan, I think. All right. At 35 minutes, Uncle Lloyd put a sled at Toxie's place with the words Bud Rose written on it. This is a reference to Citizen Kane where Orson Welles' last words were Rosebud, in reference, spelled with only two E's, somehow, (laughs) in reference to his childhood sled. Lloyd Kaufman is famous for his Easter eggs in the Tromaverse. Oh, yeah. It makes me think that that guy, after he had submitted for this, he just went right over to Citizen Toxie and fired off pretty much like the same exact fact that we're going (laughs) to see next movie. Probably. I like that he called him Uncle Lloyd. That is appropriate. I do appreciate that quite a bit. So Toxie's new job has him acting very differently. Talking about doing brunch and wearing popped collars. <laughs> I love just it so much. saying things yeah. that just don't sound like Jersey lingo to Claire. Sounds exactly like Jersey lingo. It sure does. The pop collar and short shorts were. I really like those. I don't think I've ever been to New Jersey and somebody didn't say, hey, let's do brunch. Big brunch state. They call it the garden state. Change that license plate. Change it. The brunch state. On weekends, we do late-ass breakfast, and we call it brunch. I'm a fan of brunch. I'm a big fan of brunch. I love brunch. I will do brunch all the time. For sure, man. When given the option. Most underrated meal of the day. It's true. They say that breakfast is the most important, but uh, no. No, I say brunch. Have you ever had a breakfast and a brunch? And then a lunch? Like, I've never done that. What is this, the Lord of the Rings? Are you a fucking hobbit? 
Well, no, but <laughs> I mean, I've, that's what I'm saying. I've never done it. I'm asking if you guys have. I haven't, but now I'm just thinking like those hobbits would have nutted if they knew a brunt was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have once. Yeah. I think I, I might have actually done a breakfast brunch situation on Easter one year. Oh, that makes sense. And that's a holiday, so. Yeah, I don't think I had lunch that day, though. So, you know. Didn't hit the trifecta. I probably did have fourth meal, though. For the Taco Bell fourth meal? The Taco meal? Bell fourth meal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, I feel like the only time I've ever breakfast and then brunched is like if I had a nasty-ass hangover. Yeah. You wake up, you eat all the food you possibly can, and then you still feel like shit. Like, whatever <laughs> cure you did did not stick. Right. And you're like, I need to do brunch because clearly I just need hair of the dog. I need to go full circle, just get re-drunk so I feel better. I've done and that that's if, when you do it. if brunch is a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Count it. So, you know what? Count yeah. it. That would be like the weirdest <laughs> thing, though. It's like, do you guys want to snap into brunch? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I brought mimosas and oh, Slim yeah. Jims. Snap into brunch, brother. I want a shot of wheatgrass. <laughs> I didn't even do an impression there. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> didn't have to. <laughs> Nailed it. That's that toxic. That yeah. <laughs> was perfect toxic Avenger I've ever heard. So Claire is worried about Toxie and Tromaville because Toxie's, you know, doing bad stuff and bringing in chemicals and whatnot. So she confronts him. Selling out to the man, man. Exactly. And he's like, hey, you can't be mad since it's this job that gave you your sight back. And she's like, I'd rather be blind in heaven than sighted in hell. Claire is still raging against the machine, whereas Toxie has gone full Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> He's a total yuppie now. Yeah, man. It's worse than being a villain. I feel like they made the turn out of the yuppie a little too fast. I wish he lived in that yuppie world for a whole lot longer. It would have been pretty nice. That should have been a whole movie. Yeah. And then there was only one level of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I want to see him, like, going to, like, a board of ed meeting, and he doesn't have any kids, obviously. He just shows up to complain. Yeah. But he still has his popped collar. I think that would just been the most perfect thing ever. Absolutely. Just grinding through corporate America. I'd watch that. So Claire asks him, what about the children? What about all those people from Real 9 of the first movie that stood up Debra, for you? Debra! The kids! Debra! God damn, dude. That's a good Raymond. I don't think Raymond wow. was in this movie, but I would have watched it anyway. Ray Romano as the Toxic Avenger. No way. It would be the fucking brother. <laughs> right. Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett would be a <laughs> so great around. Toxic Avenger, man. Uh, Raymond. <laughs> Ma. Ma, get out of here. Uh, it's weird because, like, Peter Boyle played the monster in Young Frankenstein, which mm -hmm. is, like, a very, like, Toxie type character. Yeah. Yeah, everyone in that show, in theory, could have played the Toxic Avenger, I think. <laughs> Especially the mom. Debra, get the kids some gabagoo. <laughs> oh, right, because of Sopranos. <laughs> Ray Romano is Toxie in- This is Ray Romano, super tough guy Italian. Toxie versus Sopranos. We're going to go to the garbage dump. We're going to take care of that other family who's been abusing <laughs> the kids, Debra. As Ray Romano say, geez, Tone, not the face. Ah, Debra, geez, tone, not the face. I like how you had to do the Debra to get you into have to it. To get into character. Don't do it for the kids. Don't not the face tone. 
You were like a brother to me, big pussy. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. I want this movie Ooh. so bad. Ooh. Uh, that's what I needed. <laughs> so Toxie storms out because he's, he's, you know, he doesn't have to take this from this lady who hasn't only been able to see for a couple of days. She can see he's being an asshole. Yeah, she can. Yeah. She's only supported you through everything, you ass. The worst. So he goes out to town in his popped collar, and he walks by a group of kids, and they're knocking down a poster of him and kicking it and comparing him to Donald Trump, which actually happens. I'm not making a statement. Yeah, that did really happen. And I was like, all right. Right on, kids. I like that it's being compared to Donald Trump, where he's like, oh, am I fucking up? (laughs) In 1989? Yeah. I like how the Toxic Avenger... Part three, The Last Temptation of Toxie <laughs> had the foresight. Uh-huh. Not a political podcast. Yeah. Uh-uh. How about had that? Had the foresight. <laughs> so he goes to his junkyard and starts to just sit and think about it. Like, am I really that bad? And he reminisces about the day he signed the contract, remembering the chairman saying the thing from church, which finally makes him go, oh, no, this is, I'm doing a bad thing. He's got like this peyote dream while he's sitting in this Datsun or whatever. Yes. <laughs> It's almost like this is a flashback within a flashback, is it not? It technically is, yes. Because we're already in a flashback, we finding are in a flashback. out how we got to the video store, and then he flashes back again, so. So realistically, Lloyd Kaufman could sue Christopher Nolan over should. Inception. Absolutely and should. should. Yeah. yeah. And there's no reason why this movie shouldn't have ended with Toxic Avenger, like spinning a top and just staring at it. (laughs) Probably did and was settled out of court. And that's how we have the Kevin Bacon, whatever. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood. (laughs) Peter Dinklage remake, yeah. He sued the fuck out of Christopher Nolan. Yeah, exactly. That's how. That's unbelievable. Right then and there, Toxie decides that he's going to go back to defending Tromaville against Apocalypse Incorporated. He goes home. He apologizes to Claire. And then the flashback ends, bringing us back to the video store. (laughs) And he's like hugging everybody in the video store, even though there's corpses laying everywhere. And then he sets out to re-earn the trust of all the people of Tromaville with a montage of him picking up signs and saving puppies and whatnot. Gets like a Labrador retriever out of the tree. (laughs) I like that he's just picking up signs that say condemned property, but like... I don't think that uncondemns it. You're just picking it up the sign. It doesn't do it. Well, but he's the one that condemned him with Apocalypse Incorporated. That's true. That was true. one of his bad deeds. He was just kicking people out of their houses. So just removing the sign makes it I all guess, better. Yeah. I'm sure Apocalypse <laughs> Incorporated actually did the legal paperwork, and they're like, the sign's gone, but we still legally it's condemned, dummy. <laughs> Can we go back to something that Kyle said that totally got brushed over? Toxic mm-hmm. Avenger as Austin Powers? Yeah, man. Oh. Why isn't that a thing? That's that's a better cross, better or no? Same crossover, same crossover. Toxic Avenger, Ray Romano, Toxic Avenger as Austin Powers versus the Sopranos, <laughs> and you can have Michael Caine. Sorry, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He could play Big Mac Daddy or whatever. Yeah, his name oh, is. Big Mac Funko or Junko. Bun- Junko, that's yes, it. not Bunko. <laughs> Who would play Bunko, not Bunko? Though? All right, you know what? we need to get some Junko pops. It would be uh, Robert Duvall. Okay, I was going to go Morgan Freeman, but I like that. All of our, that would actually be better. <laughs> it's Morgan Freeman. Like yeah, that. right. Big Mac Bunko. But who plays Claire? Kristen Stewart? I mean, she acts like she's blind all the time already. <laughs> Just her mouth gaping, staring off in different directions. Fish mouth. 
Old Fishmouth Stewart. I hear that's what they called it around <laughs> around Tinseltown. <laughs> right, you're talking about old old Fishmouth Stewart, huh? Here she's in the new vampire flex, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you guys should go. This is a casting sound. <laughs> Catch it. I don't think Catch I get that, that movie with oh, Fishmouth Stewart. Oh, she's got a mouth oh, like a fish. Oh, yeah. and you're casting. I up. hear it's got a different angler to it. <laughs> yeah, old Fishmouth Stewart. Yeah. Hook, line, sinker. Sure. She could have been dating the Batman, but instead she gave it up for some no-name director nobody cares about anymore. <laughs> Are you doing like a James Cagney now? I guess so. He he directed <laughs> Snow White and the Huntsman. Wasn't that a great hit? Hmm. <laughs> gave that up for the Batman. What am I, I'm actually doing Bane, I guess? What I don't Bane? know. <laughs> Gave it all up for the Batman. Hmm. <laughs> what a mistake, Fishmouth Stewart. <laughs> all right, everybody. You might go see Fishmouth. I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, laughing. I'm laughing too hard while trying to say it. Either way, her career ends in the dark. There, that's the punchline. Hey, we got there. So Toxie has regained the trust of the townspeople, and now it's time to face the chairman himself. And he's going to reveal his true identity. The devil himself <laughs> bursts from the chairman's stomach and challenges Toxie to complete a real life five levels of doom. But I love how this chairman's like just shaking on the ground, just totally seizing out. Yeah. And he is leaning into it. And Lloyd Coppin's like, yeah, we got some extra film. Let him do whatever he wants. Fine. <laughs> we won't cut away. Keep going. He doesn't cut away from a lot of stuff. From anything. But I feel like the actual devil, who's probably red, according to Dave Grohl, Tenacious D, all that stuff, and Duke University blue devils are just like, there's no fucking green devil. This is ridiculous. Green devil's not real. He looks like a merman. It does look like a merman. He absolutely does. He looks like some sort of sea creature from another movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a devil. I don't can we get use it. that costume when you're done? We got to do a devil. <laughs> it's not red. Oh, we don't care. Yeah. We'll do it in post. <laughs> Post. Fuck That's it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Toxic Avenger Live. You know how they do like that bullshit little mermaid and grease or whatever, all those shows? Toxic Avenger Live. I want that on ABC. Oh, a hundred percent. Santa Toxie. I would definitely watch that. That would be dope. I would actually really like that. Like a variety show. <laughs> if the they Toxic brought in, like... Avenger Hour. <laughs> But, like, with all the, like, the characters they created from the cartoon. Oh, yeah. All the Toxic Crusaders. Mm-hmm. That would be better. You're right. That'd be dope, man. Dope man could be a character. Dope man could be a character. He would be from New Jersey. He absolutely oh! would be. <laughs> not a slam. Not a no, slam. Not. They built that great state. The five levels of Doom are as follows. Earth, fire, wind, water, and the last one. Which nobody forgets to anyway. <laughs> or it's like, I was just going to say, instead of five levels, it's literally just like, all right, we point the camera this way. All right, next level. We're going to turn the camera 45 degrees. All right. <laughs> and then, and then spend the half level. an hour establishing that they have to move to get to this part of the camera. God, this part was awful. I That's... fucking hated this part. It kept going. Yes. God damn, it was bad. Like, you could literally do a good class in, like, some bad filmmaking things and just show people this movie and be like, all right, <laughs> fucking cut. 
Toxic shit Adventure out. Part Three. What not? Cut to do? shit out. Yeah. But he finds a good way to like pad the runtime by just That's constantly showing reaction shots from the crowd <laughs> oh. that's gathered to watch the devil and Toxic Avenger do these doom things. The best part about that is they stay on whatever's happening so long that the reaction shot now no longer makes sense because it's after whatever happened. But I can't even imagine being on set that day. It's just Lloyd Kaufman pointing a camera and these people just reacting to nothing yeah, for the most part. Grunts and, and just reacting the aggressively. <laughs> and thus begins the trials of the Toxic Avenger. For the first level, Earth. Toxie gets sucked into the ground and buried alive. And we should say that all these things are separated by like a grid yeah, coming the, over the screen. The that green says, like, level video one. game grid. It looked like the screen from uh, the Crossfire commercial. It did. Crossfire! You're right. You'll get caught up in the Crossfire! Debra, we gotta get Crossfire for the kids, Debra. They're gonna swallow the babies and put them up their nose, Ray. No. <laughs> Oh, Raymond, I'll get it for him, honey. Don't worry. Deborah will never know. I'm shooting a whole Raymond. episode. Raymond. <laughs> Did you get crossfire for the kids? Raymond. Oh, Raymond's always doing this and that. Probably already <laughs> got the crossfire for the kids. Raymond's the favorite. <laughs> Raymond totally is the favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor Brad Garrett. <laughs> no one's ever said that. They will when he gets cast as the Toxic Avenger. His agent's going to be like, <laughs> poor Brad Garrett. I don't know. He was already the, the Doberman from the Garfield movie. That's so, very, very true. Oh, uh, some people peak earlier than others. That's all it is. It's just like early career puberty. When you think we also it. got Bill Murray, man. It's true. Yeah, he didn't know, though. I know. That's <laughs> the funniest He still story, came back dude. for the sequel, though. Yeah. Because uh, at that point, you just own it. He, he had Murray to know by then. It. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Can you imagine if he didn't know by then? <laughs> He's just still thought. He just shows up on set. They're like, what do you want me to do? Wait, you put me as a fucking orange cat the first time? Wait, you I guys. I had no idea. Well, he knew that. He just thought it was a different Cohen. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, there's not two of you and you're not a Cohen? <laughs> How did I not know this? Oh, there either is or is not an H in your name. I guess that means you're the wrong Cohen. <laughs> but I know I don't know how to spell either so the, they call you have to call his fucking answering machine right he doesn't have and an he's agent just, I'm sure so he said I'm blah 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 Cohen and Bill Murray's like oh it's the Coens I want to work let's do that the Coens are doing Garfield I'm in but the giveaway is that they didn't cast Francis McDormand as anything <laughs> that's, that's true. how you know it's not those Coens how could he know that before before he showed up for the day though I mean he's in a booth Doing voices. I feel That's like right. no matter what, whenever you see Cohen on anything, check to see if Frances McDormand's going to show up. She could. That's how is you know who no you're country, dealing with. Though? Is she in No Country? I don't think she is, actually. I don't think she is That one Best either. Picture. Yeah. No Country for Old Men has Javier Bardem in it, and that's like the male Frances McDormand. <laughs> that's what everybody says. I confuse the two all the time. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're them blind. <laughs> Frances McDormand and Javier Bardem... You put them in the same room. I'm confused. I don't even know. Give them that same haircut. I'm boning them both. I've never seen them in the same room. I call them both Sugar anyway, because I love them both. They're both my Sugar daddies. (laughs) So the first level is Earth. Toxie gets sucked into the ground, buried alive. Then he just pops his head right out and uh, 
Malfair, remember the villain from the last movie? She nope. shows up and she's like, hey, <laughs> here's 30 bucks if you go decapitate him with a lawnmower. That for some no, reason- she says a thousand bucks, and then she has to correct herself because she says the budget of the movie. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. She says a thousand dollars, and she says, wait, how much money is this movie? Two million dollars? Thirty dollars. I'll give you thirty dollars to go decapitate him with your lawnmower that has a saw blade on it for some reason. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was like, all right, 1989, I was just a little boy. I don't know if lawnmowers <laughs> look like this. <laughs> I don't think they ever have. Luckily, Toxie just catches the blade in his mouth and then- Spits it at another henchman. And he catches it in his mouth. And loses That's all get of his mono. teeth. That's very, very <laughs> gross. It's a kissing disease, not a blade-to-blade disease. disease. <laughs> you never go blade-to-mouth. <laughs> you sometimes go blade-to-mouth. <laughs> For the second level, fire. The devil is fully engulfed in flames. Again, green devil. And then he, he shoots fire at Toxie, who's now also fully engulfed in flames. But luckily, Toxie is saved by the residents of Tromaville, who dump buckets of water on him. But they dump all of the water on him, and the devil is still on fire. So obviously, Toxie pees all over him, extinguishing the flames, and now the devil is really pissed. We're finally getting to that Troma area again. We left it briefly. We left it for a while. Mm -hmm. We'll call it Act 2. But now we're Act 3. We're back to Troma, baby. Make it gross. Fire hose piss. I love it. (laughs) Is this before or after he's dripping with goo? Oh, this is after. He's definitely, he's dripping with goo the whole time. It's yeah, The awful. devil just assumed that there's just goo just gobbing off of him. When he's hamming it up and like there's just bubbles of this fucking <laughs> bleh, bleh, coming out of his mouth. Like, yeah. ugh. We've gone full trauma at that point. Made me sick. Do you think that the Toxic Avenger is like the chief of the fire department there where he starts just running down the street going, Bido, Bido, Deborah, get all the kids out of the way. <laughs> I gotta go put out a fire. Yes. Yes. And then just sure. piss on a building. Because it's New Jersey and that's just what you do anyway. That would be a toxic <laughs> Avenger like superpower though. Like that should be one of the things he does is piss on a building to like put it out. And everybody's like, okay, thanks, I guess. But now everything <laughs> smells like piss. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Or I'm gonna piss all over your building. I'm going to make Deborah and the kid watch. Is that how <laughs> Raymond Dirty talks to Deborah? He says, little pig, little pig. You better pay in. your protection or else I'm going to sick Deborah on you. Oh, God. I'll pay. And she's going to beat you with the gobblegoo. <laughs> she's going to beat me with thin sliced meat? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be mildly irritating and very delicious. <laughs> You're going to break out an acne from all the meats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't a uh, Toxic Avenger action figure that has a real pee spray action. <laughs> Pull the arm and just, just squeeze it. Fill it up. It's just like it's a, a sprinkler toy. head. Yeah. <laughs> bathroom toy. Yeah. Like a kid would have in the bathtub, you know? Yeah. Like the hamburger is like showing that off in the Happy Meal. <laughs> like they used to do on the commercial. Ah, with real the pee action. Yeah. <laughs> And then Grimace is standing there like, pee on me, please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Grimace does seem like he'd be into that. I'm big purple and horny, and I can't even talk. I'm supposed to represent the milkshakes, I think? I don't know. (laughs) Actually, Grimace is supposed to represent a taste bud. Is that real? Really? You guys know I always bring facts on this show. It's true, but that's just bananas to me. I was under the impression that he represented the milkshakes. Look him up. I'm 99% sure Grimace is a uh, taste bud. 
Okay. 99 is enough for me to not Google. That is. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Your audience can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> they won't. No. <laughs> well. They take everything here as fact. It's true. They, they trust us too much. The third level, Wind, sees the devil kidnap a bunch of Tromaville children on a bus and send them to the nearest mountain and unleash <laughs> a strong winds that risk toppling the bus over the mountains. But I love this. It's because Lloyd Kaufman realized that, hey, if I just play the film backwards, I can do a lot of fucky things. <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, I can. I can make stuff go up a hill and I can make stuff go down the hill and then go back up the hill. And then he runs wild with it. It's like somebody who learns like a new word. Like they just found out like what a word meant after all these years of thinking it meant something else. And then you just use it too much. Yeah. To like, what? You, you've never dealt with people like that? Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like that's Lloyd Kaufman filmmaking right there. Yes. I'm just curious why the devil has to drive the bus that he's going to blow up full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's a little more omnipotent or omnipresent than that. Well, it's interesting because, like, for some reason, this third level takes longer than all of the other ones combined. It's just like, all right, we need to well, do it's like, like half the movie, a long scene of all these kids in the bus getting to that mountain. Guys, we only have the bus for a day, and we're going to get our money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to record everybody reacting to the kids getting put on the bus and then driven away, and then. But we're not. We're only going to record one ginger kid the entire time. <laughs> that one kid gets a lot of screen time. Tons of screen time. No, but also Claire and and the mom are screaming about everything. Mom, a lot. Everything. Just nonstop screaming from Claire the entire movie and nonstop grunting from Toxie the entire movie. We'll get to the Claire thing. We'll get there. Toxie arrives at the cliffs and helps the kids escape via the emergency exit on the back of the bus, which was made exactly for this situation. Right? <laughs> Do you think this is like when they started putting emergency eggs on the back of the bus? They're like, wow, Lloyd Coffin was onto something. Let's put an exit at the back of the bus in case a devil ever hijacks a bus full of kids and puts it on top of a cliff. Are you suggesting that Lloyd Kaufman customized this bus to have that emergency exit? <laughs> and then the highway patrol got a hold of it and they're just like, wow, that's actually a really good idea. Uh, this is kind of like the Volvo seatbelt. It's that much of a revelation. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman, much like the kind-hearted Volvo realized the life-saving potential and gave it away free. said, hey, you guys could save a lot of kids with this. Because Lloyd Kaufman's just that kind of guy. Most of the budget for this movie went into just putting a door on the back of a bus. That's where the two million went. And then throwing the bus off of a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) I made this sweet safety feature. Now watch this bus fly. (laughs) For what it's worth, if you have a bus and you're done with it, like, that's a wrap on the bus, and you have a cliff. You might as well. I'm not good at math, but I do know what one plus one equals. <laughs> and it equals throw that bus off the cliff. I'd do the same thing with a brand new bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking kick ass to throw a bus off a cliff. Yeah. I only wish that I, I wish it wouldn't have got spoiled by rewinding that footage. Right. It's like, oh, I know the, how the bus got up there. Wonder if it's going to fall. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> What's going to happen here, Lloyd? Uh. Luckily, they can kill off the villain from the last movie at the same time, because she gets under the bus to shoot at it. I'm glad they tied up that... It's not even a loose, loose end. end. What is question it? Question mark? I don't like, know. Because when I think of like a loose end, I think of like, all right, you did your bunny ears, and you wrapped around and whatnot, and you pulled, but That's not that tight. just tying a shoe. So you're just going to... It's going to be loose. You walk a little bit, it's going to come undone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like these are just laces that are just strewn about, <laughs> just on the ground still, and they're also like 30 feet long. So you're never going to tie it anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to forget that she's the villain in Toxic Avenger 2. Yes. Yes. 
but they're going to be very happy when she dies and her legs curl up. Well, she says she's melting, she's melting, and it's a wonderful Wizard of Oz reference, it and is. I loved it. It's fantastic. But now she's gone. We killed the villain. And all the kids are safe because of the emergency exit that Lloyd Kaufman invented. Thought of the kids. For the fourth level, water, the devil magically repairs the bus because we're going to rewind it again. <laughs> and then he drives it uh, over to a, to a puddle and Toxie jumps on the on the hood. And while the devil drives it into this massive puddle of muddy, murky water. As Some we, people call it a bog. As we all, well, it's not, though, because it's just dug into... <laughs> into the street or something. That's true. But uh, there's a big old sign that says, hey, this is a bog for the most part. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it said. It might as well have said, hey, come ye bus and drive it here into ye bog. Into ye bog. Ye bog. Yeah, well, everybody knows you drive a bus into a bog, that bus is going to blow up. Well, yeah, water, water. plus bus water equals plus fire. Bus equals kaboom. It's like all those games where you're supposed to be like putting different things together to make different elements that I never understand ever. Yeah. I can do it for like the first five minutes and they get too buck wild for me to figure out. <laughs> That's Kaufman, bus plus water equals fire. He may be a kind hearted genius, but not even he can solve the the equation of bus plus water equals fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nothing to do there. I also like that this bus was clearly supposed to like go off this ramp really fast, and it just barely clears it and just falls slightly into the water. Well, it's because they made just a ramp, and they forgot that a bus is 30 feet long. Yeah. So the middle of it just gets caught in the middle of the ramp, and it just flopped over. It's like, With that the, was a cool stunt, I guess. The Toxic Avenger dummy on the hood just flailing <laughs> about. <laughs> if you're a cool science teacher and you're listening to this, tomorrow in class, right? Bus plus water equals what? <laughs> Extra credit for all the kids who get it right. I love it. You're going to find all the cool kids. Luckily, Toxie learned a sumo trick in Japan to escape that exact scenario. So he just backflips out of the water and everything's cool. Uh, back onto a bus that is somehow not exploded. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because once again, we're rewinding footage. Movie magic at its finest. But then it's time for the final level. The devil melts the Toxic Avenger into a puddle of goo, and then his body reforms as Melvin Junko. So you're not going to talk about the five minutes of where he's turning into just boils and he's sticking his fingers through his eye sockets and his whole as face he's leaking is out just and, yeah. liquids and he's stomping around in his own liquids? Uh, I was hoping that somebody would cover it. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is proper trauma. It's a really trauma. cool scene. Yeah, it's It really trauma. is well done. I was like, yeah. this is what I've been waiting for this whole movie. Right? That's the only problem. Like, this whole fucking movie... There's barely any of that awesome shit in it, I feel. Yeah. It's like tantric trauma. We got to like hold it until you get that payoff. Uh, the payoff is not worth that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool, though, is like the scene where Melvin becomes a Melvin again, like a, a human Melvin. And like you see the weird skin forming over his skull. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty well done. Uh, that's probably the first shot they did in reverse and then went, hey, we can use this for other stuff. Dude. Get that bus. Go, go, get the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Melvin. Oh, uh, this Melvin yeah, is as you not should. my Melvin. Yeah. He's the worst. No, he's the he's... absolute worst. Oh, God. They put those big fake buck teeth on him and just <sighs> the giant that. fake zits and it, it looks so bad. I feel like this is just like sticking it to the original actor of just like, yeah. hey, you're not going to accept any money at all to do this role. Fuck you. Look at this clown we're going to put as you. Hey, look Look at Michael Kaplan over here pretending to be you. 
This is mm. what we think you look like. Jumping around with his buck teeth and his pink polka-dotted tutu. leotard <laughs> and he's got a tutu on. Perfect. He's definitely no longer a threat to Apocalypse Inc. No. And he's just the fucking worst, dude. I hated this kid. <laughs> yep. Awful. You know who is a threat, though? Claire. And she picks up a shotgun. And she's like, Ooh. I can see now. Here we go. And the devil's like, oh, no, we can't have that. So he strips her eyesight from her. He just waves his hand at her. Something turns red for a second. She's like, oh, no, now I can't see. Yeah, this is a pretty powerful devil. I don't know why he just doesn't kill the Toxic Avenger. Right. Also, $2 million budget. <laughs> yep. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she had to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> she goes like, she's like staring directly at him. And then all of a sudden she just looks into the air just like she's. <laughs> bird watching almost like watching something go across she's like oh now i'm i'm blind i have gone all of a sudden this is acting (laughs) she starts waving the shotgun around and all the crowd starts ducking she starts spinning around just firing (laughs) randomly (laughs) it's like you were facing the right direction yeah but maybe don't start spinning around once you go blind weird russian roulette pinata situation never know maybe the whole world spun while she was blind (laughs) <laughs> okay I don't is that know. all blindness is <clears throat> as soon as you go blind you just feel dizzy it's either that or you get superpowers just ask Ben Affleck it happened to one guy <laughs> so while Melvin is getting tossed around by the devil and tricked into choking his own mother Claire returns to their home and finds the contract and it's the only thing in the movie that's done quickly no it's not because there's two different cutaways where she's going to look for the contract and she keeps repeating Man, if only I could find this original contract. Then they cut back to Melvin dancing around on this church step, and then they cut back, and she's like, oh, man, if I can only find this original contract. Looking deeper in the desk. I don't mean this actual process of her finding the contract. I mean just her getting home, because one minute she's swinging around oh, a shotgun. Yeah. The next oh, that's second, very fair. She's home. Yeah. yeah. And what's she looking for? She, I mean, how could she feel a contract? She's like, oh, this feels like it was touched by a lawyer. Oh, it's going to be. This is what I'm going to grab. It's even better because when she finds the contract and comes back, she reads it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out there's an escape clause and she cites the exact line and the number and everything. She is psyched for this escape clause. She is very, yeah. And the, the escape clause is just like, yeah, you're allowed to leave the corporation if there's an act of God, she's like, we did it. We found the loophole. <laughs> oh, neat. An act of God. We, I guess we just better cross our fingers. What is that? Uh, who? It, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All your reactions right now yeah. perfectly sum up the ending of Toxic Avengers. God the last it, temptation man. of Toxic. Absolutely mm. accurate. Because at that moment, an angel disguised as a messenger arrives and gives Melvin a scroll. They never open the scroll. They never read the scroll. But that is apparently the act of God necessary <laughs> to break the contract. There you go, kid. Because it starts to rain, and then Melvin is transformed back into the Toxic Avenger, and Claire's given her eyesight back. And Does it start to rain, though? I need to ask that, because I watched it, and I don't think it was raining. Well, they say it's and raining. they just said it was raining. There's sparkles on the top of the screen, so I take that as some <laughs> sort of God rain. Why does he turn back? Like, I don't get... Because that's his, his true self. I, I, don't I don't know. know. But can you imagine that you're sitting there in the morning and like you're a, a, a middle school and you're like, man, I hope there's no school today on this sweet winter day. And the weatherman, Sam Champion, 
He's the happiest weatherman of them all. He was in New York for a while. And he's just like, oh, God, it's going to sparkle today. So uh, take that for whatever it is. I don't know. Bring out your Godbrellas because it's going to sparkle today. <laughs> Godbrellas? <laughs> Something director who I was talking about, Fishmouth Stewart, Sparkle <laughs> Vampires. Yep. There's a joke there. Somebody There's else. Something. Figure it out, listeners. You Email fucking the, write joke the joke in. No, don't. Because that's when the Ginger Skull writes emails. Yeah, don't. don't. Email it in. <laughs> we gave you all the ingredients. Craft a joke. Go tell your friends that joke, that sweet joke that Kyle came up with. You're <laughs> welcome, everyone, for Kyle's genius. You could just never have him on the show again if you say he's a Ginger Skrull and you can't. We <laughs> can him. replace oh. him so easily. Mm-hmm. We need to hold that over his head. Mm-hmm. Replaceable. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Oh, we owe that's you a freebie death. boy. <laughs> wow. You're a hero. Eh, that's what I do, boys. We found a way to take out our arch nemesis. <laughs> so Melvin, having returned to his toxy self, he's fed up. So he defeats the devil by just ripping his skin off and exposing a bunch of rats and bugs and snakes all over his carcass. Just kind of laying there on the ground, covered in bugs and mm-hmm. snakes. Yeah, it checks out. So Toxy rips off his head and throws it all the way to Japan. <laughs> so we needed that callback. Yeah. And it lands on the guy's head as they're doing some sort of, like, Rogaine yeah. commercial. Like, Japanese Rogaine or whatever it might be. With Apocalypse Incorporated defeated once and for all, Toxie and Claire get married and are pronounced monster and wife. I love how upset Toxie goes when the priest is like, man, and he's like, <laughs> monster. Growls and screams. He knows what he is. The movie. It's a story of acceptance, that's why. I am a monster, damn it. And I'm proud of it. And that is The Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie from 1989, directed by Michael Herz and Lloyd Kaufman. God damn it, boys. I love this movie. <laughs> it's somehow still fun, despite being awful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which kind of makes it like the perfect trauma movie. I think I enjoy it more in retrospect than I enjoyed it while watching it. That's fair. Talking about it was more fun than watching it. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. give you that. And also, this rental was like a bullshit rental on Amazon. Dude, six bucks? It was like six bucks for a week worth of this movie. It's like, you no, just give me the usual like three bucks yeah. for two right. days. I'll just watch I it paid it. daily motion with a bunch of ads. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Good move. I watched the Watch Mojo like eight-minute breakdown of all the end jokes. Oh, that's good. There's a lot. Like a, lot a whole stuff. lot. A lot of meta. This movie knows that it's a trauma movie, and it reminds you that often. Yeah, it's very aware. At least six fourth wall breaks? That's probably too many. Did you guys stick around for the credits by any chance? I started to, but then went, no. <laughs> Well, that was a mistake, because there was some gold in those credits. Oh, I did notice one thing at the very, very end. What do you got? Where it said, all rights reserved, and all left something. I don't remember what it said, but it was funny. <laughs> all right, so before that, it went through the normal list of credits that you would normally have, of the actors in the film, yada, 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 but then it did people who did not act in this film, <laughs> and it was Robert De Niro, Glenn Close, and Arsenio Hall. Yes. Oh. And then they just kept going because the person who typed up the credits like, I'm hysterical. Let me show you how hysterical I am. I can money Python all over these end credits. So it started just doing normal ass credits again. And then it got to telephone operators. <laughs> and the telephone operators in this movie were Buzz E. Signal and Juan Moring. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Okay. But then you had the gaffer, the best boy, 
But then you had the best delay, and it was Selma Feltathai. <laughs> and then to carry on normally again to third electric, rigging grip, second grip, third grip, and then golf grip, which was just golf keep grip. thumbs locked. It's true. It's very true. And that was followed by the key grip, John Kelly, whoever that might be, followed by the key gripe, the food stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lloyd Kaufman. God damn it. And once again, it carried on to the swing man, who is uh, Timothy Healy. Good job. You got mentioned on a podcast, Timothy Healy. Your parents are going to be proud. But then it went to the seesaw man, which was I am Fulcrum. Yeah. Ooh. That's a science joke. Simple machines. It sure is. They put some gags in the credits. I wish I could remember what the line was about the all left something. I like how this movie just didn't bother putting the time into the movie. It was like, watch me be funny here at the end. It's going to be great. All the best jokes reserved for the credits. I think my favorite joke in this movie, though, is Rotten Tomatoes 1100. Kyle, go ahead. Uh, 23. Okay. Brian? 12. Okay. And the answer is dash dash uh, because there ooh. are zero critical reviews. On Rotten Tomatoes, actually, which blew my that mind. That sense. Yeah. And the audience score is 26%. I was close. Oh, okay. It's funny because um, one of the things I noticed in the Wikipedia article was actually that the critical response just says, the film gained many negative reviews. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't receive any reviews. Fair enough. I went on to Letterboxd to uh, try to figure this thing out, to just try to get any type of review from anybody. I got a few here. So from September 4th, 2014, not enough gore and horror. The cheese has got so out of hand, I'm going to be shitting bricks for a month full of Sundays. (laughs) And I have so many questions about that statement. I don't know. I I find I fully agree with everything in that statement. Shitting bricks for a month full of Sundays. Yeah. That's the part I want you to really dial in and focus on. Is that a saying? Shitting bricks. I've never heard it. Is a saying. That, yes. That part yes. makes sense, especially after the cheese, because, you know, the, the constipation. The IBS, yeah. We understand that with the T2 and how he's backed up. Yeah. And a month of Sundays is another saying, but I, so I've never heard them combined like that. Smashed together. Yeah. They're, they were doing the I've credits. never heard a month of Sundays. I'm not sure what it means, but I've definitely heard it before. Hmm. All right. From May 9th, 2021, underrated. Lloyd Kaufman thinks blind people are the funniest things on earth. I agree. <laughs> he definitely does. Because he does. There's a scene yeah. where everybody's screaming and there's two blind people that are just dancing along to it. He's uh, His favorite cartoon is Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and because there wasn't much there for Letterboxd, I had to go to Amazon.com. This movie's got 65% five stars, 4% one stars, and the only one I was able to pull was someone who didn't get it, because those are my favorite people on Amazon.com. Yeah. So from February 24th, 2019, trauma movies are only good when they're insanely violent and perverted. If they leave that stuff out, then you're just watching a really lame, unfunny, loud comedy. This was trauma trying to go legit, and it doesn't work. To be legit, you need genuine talent, and Lloyd Kaufman sure doesn't have that. What he does have is moxie, and he did fix this in Toxie 4, where he got the series back on track. Oh, interesting. Well, that's exciting. Because, yeah, I, was, uh, I did not have high hopes for Toxie 4 after revisiting this one. I saw a lot of people who said that Toxie 4 is really, really good for trauma, and huh. I'm really, really curious about it. But I also appreciate him saying... 
that trauma should be insanely violent and perverted. It should go over the top. It should yes. be grotesque. And it should be just super inappropriate in order to find its audience. I also agree with that. I've, there was a time that, like I was watching this movie and I was like, dude, is this like a PG-13 trauma? I started to question if it was PG-13 until they started melting people's faces at the end. And then uh, whoever the blind girl's dancing around without her top on at one point and just covered by her hair. Right. I was like, okay. Okay. We're, we're going R. That is pretty R PG-13, but trauma should be inappropriate. It should be hard R every time. But you should cross the line. Yes, yes. it's trauma. <laughs> Which is why I felt it more appropriate. And because this movie is called The Last Temptation to Toxie, it would be kind of obvious for me to pull the letterbox for The Last Temptation of Christ from 1988, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. But in the spirit of trauma, I thought it'd be even more inappropriate for me to pull The Letterboxd from The Passion of the Christ from 2004, directed by <laughs> Mel Gibson. Okay. That's some, that's some trauma territory. So from December 15th, 2012, not as good as the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. From July 17th, 2015, we get it, Mel. You hate the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good review, Sugar For tits. some reason, the that movie has been, oh, because of Jim Caviezel going crazy. Um, oh, that's right. Talking, He's right. completely batshit. That's right. We were talking about Passion of the Christ, and it just reminded me, for some reason, the shot where he shows the Pharisees as just the the Jewish caricatures, and they like they pull back, and they're like... <sighs> I feel right. <laughs> Almost like, and it's like, God damn, really, dude? Oh, my God. From February 23rd, 2021, I hate how it's just written, but I'm going to say it how I think it's they intended to be read. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've, I approve uh, that interpretation. I think that's the proper interpretation. From April 3rd, 2018, Jesus Christ Super Scar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the mm -hmm. whipping and mm -hmm. whatnot. From July 16th, 2021, a messy cuck throws himself one last parade. <laughs> wow. Is Jesus a cuck, though? These people on Letterboxd went in. I don't know if he's cucking, because what is he cucking at that point? That's what I'm saying. Joseph would be a cuck, because God Mary Magdalene him. or whatever her name is cucking. She's cucking the parade. Yeah. Of crosses and people walking with them. Hmm. That's a, that's a thinker, but and um, the people who are getting like when they get crucified, it's like that's some sort of weird porn too, probably. Did you guys see Passion? I did. I saw it in theaters, and it was I did awkward. Too. I never it was, saw it. It was a weird time. You've never seen it? No. It's, it's a thing. Well, let me give you a, a quick synopsis of Passion for you, Brian, just so you can get an idea behind. Sure, it. Sure, sure. I feel like I kind of understand what happens in the movie. Well, just the, but... here's the here's the tone. Yeah. Ready? From July first, twenty seventeen. A good reason to have a safe word when having sex with Mel Gibson. <laughs> and now you know what Passion of the Christ is like. That checks out. The last one I have is from April 13th, 2020. This movie makes me cry so much every time I watch it. Anyway, happy Easter. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I don't think that one was oh, supposed yeah, to be Jesus. funny. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> they hashtagged happy Easter. Dude, I remember... All the churches going to see that fucking movie, taking like caravans of people. I remember when that thing was out, it was the most packed I've ever seen my small town movie theater. Like people were parked along the side of the street 
And that's what you get for living in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it did almost as well as Avengers Endgame. I mean, both works of fiction. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> With it. the ultimate sacrifice by... Not a religious podcast, guys! By the gorgeous leading man, you know? <laughs> I thought the weirdest part of Passion of the Christ is when he's getting whipped... With those, you know, like the weird three whip things that mm-hmm. the Romans would use. And they're like whipping him, whipping him, whipping him. And out of nowhere, Jim Caviezel breaks character. He goes, hey, make it a cue. I thought that was really just <laughs> strange and ahead of its I time, really. It, it is a badass part when that's happening. And like it pulls off part of his skin and like there's it exposes like Jesus's ribs. And I'm like, yeah, right, that was that's metal that happened. fuck, dude. That's <laughs> <shit> was badass. <laughs> that was the All thing. Right. Like, I took the complete wrong message from Passion of the Christ, dude. <laughs> Oh, Jesus is a badass. That, and I was like, dude, this is fucking brutal. This is awesome. And then I just wanted to listen to more metal and be like, fuck yes. <laughs> it's like, realistically, what's the difference between Passion of the Christ and let's say like Hostel? That's not, or Tarantino flick. Just anything like it. Dude, it's just embracing the violence of- Torture porn. Yeah, it was, but it's fucking, it's way better. I don't know why, because they also add like all this- faux spirituality to it which makes it even more enjoyable for me i don't know not a religious <laughs> podcast i'm shutting the fuck up yeah not a religious <laughs> podcast that's all i had man i thought it was just super inappropriate to dive into that movie and see what the the plebes had to say about it i love it and they get it they don't get this no they don't nobody mm. does no i, <laughs> I don't, don't even get i don't it. know if lloyd kaufman got it <laughs> well, let's see if we get it let's give this thing a super stuff score let's do it we're going to start off with story and motivation. I, I, terrible. Like, can we do zero? I yeah. feel like there's no yeah. motivation in this movie. <laughs> None. He wants to get his girlfriend's eyesight, and then he does. And then he keeps being the bad guy. He yeah. also doesn't want to get her eyes fixed because he thinks she's, she's going to be uh, disgusted by him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he does anything. Nope. I, I don't know. I'm going to go uh, zero. Yes. Yeah, it's Solid. just meanders around. Zero it is. Hero. He saves the day. He legitimately works for the evil empire for the entire movie. And at the yeah, end, then he goes, stops. I'm going to play a game against the devil. He did rescue a puppy in between those two. From a tree. From a tree. Mm. Nobody's asking how it got up there. I'm like kind of going 0.5. He's That's toxic. exactly what I was feeling. Because he's toxic. But he is also evil in this movie. Briefly. For yeah. like 10 minutes. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> for like the entire second act. He signs a contract with the devil in blood, bro. Not by choice. Hey, he, he still pricked. signed. Yeah, but devil then he popped care. his collar. And then he oh. all the houses on one block by putting up like a sign. vote for me signs for the most part. <laughs> he was an 80s New Jersey yuppie. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. We'll get to villain in a second. <laughs> Let's doing focus on hero. So what, yeah, point five. I'm okay with the point five. point five. Yeah. Point five it is. Villains. He's super evil. He turned Toxie into a 1980s New Jersey yuppie. I mean, you don't get much more villainous than the devil himself, even though this is a green devil. I was going to say, at a green devil, I got to go 0. .75. Almost, I, think that's I, the, <laughs> I think that's fair. But he also drove a bus up a cliff <laughs> because of reverse film. He also burbled sex jelly out of his mouth. <laughs> That's the most evil thing you can do. That's true, too. Damn. You're my boy, Green. You're my boy. (laughs) 0.75? Nailed it. 0.75. Parents. We got nothing. We don't know anything. We know mom's alive, and we don't even talk about dad, so zero. Big Mac disappeared. 
female characters. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, she's strong. She's self motivated. Her legs are open in every scene. I say a one. <laughs> now hold on for a second. Hear me out. Here. <laughs> I'm gonna go one five. What? And it's because Claire holds this entire movie together, and it's because of her commitment mm-hmm. to the insanity. Her reactions are so over the top that it just fits everything that they're trying to do in this movie. And everyone is kind of acting around her while she's like the main focus. If she doesn't lean in, this movie doesn't work. And Phoebe Legere leans in. The most aware of what's happening in this script and on the camera. Yeah. She was my favorite thing to watch in this movie, even more than anything that Toxic Avenger did, because he was boring as fuck. That's true. This movie doesn't work without a Juilliard-educated composer, soprano, pianist, accordionist, <laughs> painter, poet, filmmaker. You need one of those weird artsy folks to really legitimize sell it. it. Off. Yeah. So I'm gonna go one five. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrangle you back down to a full one that feels very dirty to me, but I'm okay. I had to cement the one at the very least. I'm so I think we got it, it in stone, even though it feels really yucky. Dirty, dirty one. It's Green Devil. Gobbing out weird sex juice all over the place. <laughs> Dirty one. Setting. I mean, it looks like New Jersey to me. It's not. It's Tromaville, but it's not the same Tromaville. <laughs> no. This here is Peekskill and Cronton Hudson, New York. Boo. Mm. Gross. You're on the right side of the river because it's upstate, but right. not the same. It's not the same thing. And there's also... You know, that one school for the blind where they have bogs. So I'm going to go 0.75. What? Just because it's supposed to be a New Jersey movie and they got close enough. Does that work? No? I don't think so. (laughs) This doesn't feel cohesive. Like, even Toxie 2 did because you had that chase scene following the the masked rider or whatever it was called. And it kind of brought the whole town together. But this one, it just feels there's no, there's nothing, even... When you have those kids on the bus and they take forever to get to the, the mountain, you're like, what is going on here? This doesn't feel like one place. Okay, fine. Point five. If you're going to be like this. Yeah. Don't say yeah. You held up a zero with your hand. I saw it. Well, I was going to say I'll bump it down to point two five, but then bump it. Nailed it. That's to... perfect. Point two five. It's in okay. stone. I heard it out of his mouth. Okay. Yes. You heard it. Bump it up to a point two five. That's... <laughs> He was about to bump it back up yes. to 0.5, but I already wrote 0.25. Shit! Yeah, it was. You got I, too I was excited. Just say, you know, I, I, I wanted to give it some props for the location because they did shoot the entire thing inside of a video rental store. <laughs> Which may or may not have been that scene, depending on no, how I'm you read the, the IMDb trivia. The whole movie. The entire movie oh, was God, inside, shot inside the video store. <laughs> it would have been so good if you had a, like a salsa shark scene with. Toxic Avenger and Claire. <laughs> like, it's a weird RST video. It's like, you know, Claire, this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. Point two five for setting. That brings us to style and tone. It's trauma light. Mm-hmm. It is diet trauma. PG-13 trauma. Who wants that? That's like that? a .25. I don't care for that. Yeah. Who wants that? That's, Nobody. Yeah. Point two five. Yeah. Music. I don't even fucking remember music. All I remember is the Toxic Avenger theme that that played whenever he credits? showed up on. The, no, the actual oh. um, like the he's got a, a motif that happens mm-hmm. when he's on screen. Does he occasionally? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Toxic Avenger theme song, but not. You got me. 
there's, I don't remember there's that. Not a whole lot there. Even the songs when they use actual music, I'm not like, oh yeah, look the '80s. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I thought it was terrible. I think it's Big Fat Zero. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. One-liners. There's not a whole lot, even though I laughed at that. That's not the way people talk in New Jersey. <laughs> I <laughs> that like doesn't that. Sound quite like a bit. New Jersey lingo. I don't remember any of them. There's really nothing sticking out for me. Yeah, I agree. I'll go zero. Zero again, which is be reasonable. That says something about a Toxic Avenger movie that that doesn't have anything quotable. Final category: impact on the genre. Got another, <laughs> and it's still going. It did get another, but it was like 21 years later. Yeah, I think this one was kind of a low mark. I mean, it was only 11, but still. I think this came out after the animated series too, so I don't know. I don't know that this has much of an impact at all. I'll go 0.25 just for life support. For life support, sure. To keep it alive for when we talk about Citizen Toxie. I can't wait already. I'm so excited. That gives Toxic Avenger 3 a total score of 3. Perfect. Nailed it. Probably too high. Might be a little too high, but I... I like the poetic justice of it, though. Part 2 got a 3.75, so... It all checks out. Similar. Even though I think the first one got like a a 14, 15, 17, 18, because it's amazing. It got a four and a half. Yeah. Huge. Big difference. (laughs) So, Brian, I guess next question is, what are we talking about next week? Next week is a big one. It is episode 150, and we're going to be talking about a movie that we've been kind of ramping up to for a while now. Well, I mean, it's the MCU, and it ramps up to this very moment real, real hard for like 20 movies? Ish. (laughs) We're talking about Avengers Infinity War. Finally. Can't wait to just be depressed all over again. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a movie. We're gonna get through it together. I'll hold your hand. I'll bring the tissues. That's fucking teamwork. <laughs> I enjoyed Infinity War. That's it's a I great movie. It's a yeah. I think it's phenomenal. One of the best movie. MCU movies. I think it probably is my favorite. I think it's my favorite too. So oh, perfect. Spoilers. <laughs> great. We blew it. <laughs> Whoops. <All right. laughs> now everybody knows. Damn it. Don't even listen. And by favorite, I mean, man. Wait until I tell you how it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'm the last person who's going to tell you that. But until then, thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for Smokey and the Bandit. Email your questions and comments to Podcasters at gmail.com. And follow us on our social media at Podcasters, where we always do the recording posts on Facebook. We say, hey, you got any questions, comments? We got a couple. First one comes from Captain Spoiler himself, Micah. He wants us to come up with a better title for this movie than the one they assigned it. And that's a weird way to word that. The one they assigned it. They assigned this movie. The last hey, temptation. Toxic Avenger Parser, I got some homework for you. <laughs> I'm going to assign you a subtitle. It understood the assignment because it, it parodied the movie from the year before with The, the Last Temptation of Christ. And Toxic gets tempted. I think it's a pretty good pretty good title i think if i had to change something about it it would be the part three i would call it the toxic avenger with a vengeance the last temptation of toxic <laughs> because it's a part three i like that it's always with a vengeance Come i on. like that it's my it's my thing now always has been i feel like since this movie is about him going corporate they should have like done a carrot top thing and made it like toxic avenger part three chairman of the board and like steal that away from him it's a preemptive <laughs> strike on chairman of the board I would say Toxic Avenger, uh, Ray's wife, butthole smells better than New Jersey. (laughs) 
I like it. Dabra, it smells like petunias down there, Dabra. <laughs> that would be so weird. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't seem like the movie I'm watching at all. When did Raymond take this turn? <laughs> do, 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 do. Debra, you're my brown-eyed girl. <laughs> so there you go, Micah. Thank you. And the next one we have is from Phil Hawkins. He says, in the witch scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, is King Arthur's insane reasoning actually correct? Is she truly a witch because she weighs the same as a duck, or are the scales just faulty and they're going to burn her anyway? It's the one joke in the movie that I never quite understood. Also, do I have to watch the other Avengers movies in order to understand the toxic Avenger? <laughs> That's a good question about the Monty Python. I always thought that she was a duck. Or I mean a, a witch because she weighed the same. <laughs> she is also a, a duck. Yeah. I she always, was churches. I always took it small as, rocks. yeah, she was actually a witch. They were right all along, which makes it even more funny. Yeah. That's the way I always took that joke myself. I like it that way quite a bit. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would have put up more of a stink if she wasn't actually a witch. Yeah, once they weighed her, she would have been like, hey, no, this is a faulty scale or something. No, they just... They got her. They got her. She knew she'd been had. Scienced all over her. Scienced, yes. <laughs> and I would recommend watching all the other Avengers movies to understand the Toxic Avenger. The scene where Hawkeye has the mop now makes perfect sense <laughs> in Endgame. Thanos wears the tutu very well. <laughs> that scene where he's about to snap and he goes I am Melvin Junko and everyone's like what the what <laughs> what a deep cut Thanos in true trauma fashion only half of the people get snapped but it's it's all of the people but half of them the, <laughs> the left half disappears from all of them oh I was gonna say it's not that but every woman loses a boob <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just a boob, just... That's perfect. Phil, thank you so much. That's all the questions we got this week. We want to thank everybody for your uh, help last month on on the Patreon, where we raised a bunch of money for Extra Life, and all of that money we're still raising over on our Super Stuff store, and we're going to continue to raise at the charity stream, which Kyle is hosting at his house. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that is happening this weekend. Yeah. November 12th and 13th, is that what it is? Uh, the 13th through the 14th, but some people yeah. are arriving on the 12th. Yes. It's just days. That's all it is. It will become just days, man. I'm telling you. it's Brian's been, he was here last year. What, what's Dave in store for, Brian? Uh, very tired uh, on the second day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no, it's a lot of fun. Play some games, hang out with your buds, raise some money for some kids. You're going to hear a lot of familiar voices. Not so much see a lot of familiar faces, because this is an audio medium. But there will be past guests there hanging out with us. You'll know people, for sure. It's a big bowl of family love. Yeah. I fucking stress out so bad about it every year, because the thing that I want, I don't know, like, raising money is good, and that always seems to happen, but I just, I want everybody to have a good time, because essentially, like, people are at my house... And they're awake for 24 hours. And like, I just hope that it's an entertaining 24 hours because it can also be very miserable. So I always hope and strive to make everybody as comfortable as possible. And, you know, on top of doing that, we're raising a shitload of money for sick kids somehow. We have already surpassed every year that we've done this thing and we haven't even done the actual stream yet. So we're somehow over $4,000. 
I think that was like our max that we've ever done. So it, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it as much as I can. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm still really flipping out too. I've I've got anxiety through the roof as I always will right before this happens and a giant mass of people come invade my house for <laughs> a 24 hour straight video game stream. Um, but it's always a fucking blast, man. And it always goes way quicker than you think, even though you're exhausted. Like that's true. You don't, you never play half of what you expect to. Um, but it's literally some of the most fun ever. It's, it's crazy and it's for a good cause, man. So. Uh, Cape Podcast listeners, good citizens, as uh, Dave would call you. I would call you something else that I, I've been joking about to myself for a while. <laughs> but it's it's just punny and not funny, but it would, I just, what if you called them good citizens? No. Right. But then you're the bad guy. So can't like, say you that guys, to our citizens. You, but you should be, a, you should do a That's villain for episode. porn stuff on Patreon that we were going to do a review <laughs> porn movies. See, man, I tried to get And you've Ryan ruined it now, Kyle. So times, you've ruined that Scat reveal. Hour with the Caped Podcasters. I kept, I was like, Ryan, we should review softcore porn for the podcast. And he, no, I never want to do that. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's softcore. It's not weird. Just do all the porn parodies. It's only weird if you make it weird. Everybody knows the rules of weird. Yeah, if you crank to it, then it's probably a little weird, but it's softcore porn. It's like a PG-13 movie at that point. Softcore porn should not make you crank. It should make you curious, and that's the difference. Maybe maybe stir the nethers. Maybe the 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 plot is is just there enough that you're like, huh, I'm intrigued. What is happening with this international diamond smuggling ring of beautiful (laughs) big-breasted women and super-cut dudes? If you're wearing sweatpants, you should not be able to go out in public after softcore. That's how you know they did a good job. But you shouldn't have to you wash You can't them. hide anything. It, that's fair also. That's actually probably more important. <laughs> Big difference, though. But Kyle, thanks for ruining our Patreon spinoff. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> you should still do it. I could never do it. I'd come guest if you guys review pornos. <laughs> We weren't going to do it. We'll keep but you now in I'm mind. kind of intrigued. <laughs> kind of have to do something. Now, at this now part point. of me is like, do we do all of the Avengers porno parodies? There's so many. Oh, There's wow. so many superhero porn parodies that we've talked wow. about in the past, too. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but holy crap. Yeah, that's it's still Patreon on brand. Out the wazoo. As long as we don't watch them together, it's not weird. <laughs> it's still going to be so weird. <laughs> if we did like a live commentary to it. <laughs> I'm going to just turn off my mic now for a couple minutes. <laughs> like a la Ben Affleck Armageddon. That'd get my dollar. Just start talking. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Guys, no joke. Tune in to the stream on the 13th and 14th, November. Every dollar goes to the Extra Life Foundation. Not Every saying dollar. this to be funny, but it's for the kids. <laughs> They're kids, Deborah. It's a 501c charitable organization. All above water completely legitimate um you can look them up all established but yeah come watch uh on twitch we are www.twitch.tv slash experience grind i'm sure these fantastic gentlemen will share that link on the day of the stream as well absolutely keep an eye out there on the bat signal in the sky and hey while you're doing the whole twitch experience grind thing Maybe do the whole audio experience grind thing too and listen to experience grind episodes. You heard Sean on a couple weeks ago talking about Casper. Kyle's here now. They've combined forces. They're doing their whole thing that they do now. 
Go hang out. Listen to them. Yeah, we literally have three fucking podcasts together. <laughs> <laughs> That's too many. That's too many. <laughs> Talk to other people sometime. Yeah, we maybe. We just keep popping them out like the Duggars. <laughs> hey! I have to imagine that Mama Duggar is just like Claire in this movie, just legs spread constantly. <laughs> just, that's the default setting. I have to imagine it looks like a baboon's at this point, where it's just all red and swollen and like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how did it grow arms and why is it holding up a small lion cub no, on a no. cliff? I, I bet you it looks like fucking uh, Quato from Total Recall. <laughs> Every time she lifts up her skirt, it goes, Quaid. Quaid. so good. T2 was better, though. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for being here, bud. Thank you, boys. Brian, you got anything else? I have nothing else. Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for episode number 150, Avengers Infinity War. Same pod time. Same pod. Deborah. Deborah.